He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Welcome to episode 14 of Sun Coaches Podcast, and today we are at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic the whole weekend, and our first guest is Coach Ryan Moore, a native of Orlando, Florida, played at Dr. Phillips High School, went on to play at the University of Miami, and then was able to play at the next level, the Canadian League, and a little arena football. Uh, Coach, it's good to have you today. Man, it's great to be here, man. Great to be around a lot of football minds and just be around the game, man. I love it. Yeah, Coach, I got to meet you last year at this same clinic and um, never made the connection until this morning. And I was like, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of – I don't like to uh, lead with attributes or, 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 or kind of talk about myself, but, I mean, in, unless it's to, to get through to some to some kids. But I'm, I'm glad to be here, man, and I'm glad to, to, to share my experiences and um, just, just try to help some coaches and help some – some young kids just just be better, you know. That's awesome. Well, coming out of Dr. Phillips, I know you were a two-sport athlete. Did you have to – I mean, you were highly recruited. Did you really have to make a decision which sports you were going to play or was it always football? Or, I mean, did you have options to pursue either one? Well, yeah, honestly, at the time my senior year, I was a top 25 basketball player, a top, top five football player, and also um, – a junior Olympian uh, in track at the same time. So a lot of those opportunities came to me at the same time. Um, and it, the decision to not play <laughs> um, another sport was solely dependent on the school I went to. And uh, like I said, I chose University of Miami. And at that time, uh, they wasn't allowing uh, you to split your time between another sport. So <laughs> just by choosing Miami, it kind of exited exit out me playing basketball or anything. But I did run track at University of Miami and uh, long jump, triple jump, all that stuff too. Well, that's awesome because these days, you know, kids want to specialize. Yeah. And, you know, we try to tell them, give yourself as many opportunities as you as you have. Yeah, yeah. And these kids these days, they put all their eggs in that one basket. Yeah, man, and I, I, I tell them the same thing too. It's so important to your athletic development to play other sports, man, and really find your athleticism in other arenas. And then when you get back to the sport that you – you really want to play and you love, you'll be better at it and stronger at it, you know. Well, we can show them better and we can tell them, and that what we. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, they're 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 seven and eight years old. I'm a quarterback. I'm a receiver. They're already telling you what position they're playing. I'm like, come on, son, you a football player, you know. Even all the way up to high school, you'll get, you know, a kid that they've never played another position their whole life, and then they get to high school, and we gotta, hey, you gotta play the defensive end now or safety now or. And then it's, you know, it's a shocker to them. So. Yeah, it's, um, you know, trying to – especially these days, all the pressure they have on them. I mean, now, you played at U. Yeah. Super pressure back in the, in, in the early 2000s. And, I mean, y'all had, y'all had pressure and, and things that you had to deal with and, and all of that. And, um, you know, but these kids these days with NIL and everything else and just the way society is today that they have going on. Yeah, man. And, I mean, just what they deal with, I mean – so they could learn a lot from somebody like you that's lived it and been through it. Yeah, and I and I take my hat off to them. I understand what's going on right now, and I see 
that uh like when I was playing our pressure came from the 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 program from the the history of it and what we had to come behind and what they expected from us and um now I think a lot of the the pressure comes from because they're seen so much everything is filmed they're goods they're bads when they're off the field they have more lights and cameras on them so they can be put on a pedestal faster and cut down faster right now too you know if they do something wrong or do something good the 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 wave goes faster you know well and everything goes live too yeah, i mean like I, I tell them kids you know yeah. we were coming up somebody could say hey we heard yeah. you did this or we saw you did it and i what me yeah you had to be at the game <laughs> to see me get that done to me now <laughs> it's up there before the game's over with or when we were out and about, yeah. hey man, I heard you at this party and this. No, no, what me? It wasn't you me. See, you see, that you must be somebody. That you are sorely yeah. mistaken, sir. It was somebody else. Yeah, where now sure. the first thing they do is throw the phones up, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not responsible enough to take care. I mean, they just have so much more that they have to be conscious yeah. of. Because now, you know, we were talking earlier before we came on about the professional model when mm-hmm. they go play at the college level, and they're looking at everything these kids do. Everything, their social media, their family. Uh, everything. If you have someone that's around you that could be toxic or could get you in trouble. So I, I, I think they're, that's something that they are figuring out, the kids right now, that hey, they, the social media and the phone is, is is productive and it helps you guys, but this is the the part of it that how they're using it to, to watch you too or to judge you or to separate you from another guy they may like too, you know. All the way up to the NFL. You know. Well, we're going to get back to, to that. but I, And I know you don't like to talk about yourself. You know, just you're a humble guy and quiet. And I guess that's why I never made the connection. <laughs> and besides, you look a lot different than you did in your playing days. Slim down. And yeah, yeah, we've for all sure. gotten older. I mean, you <laughs> told me when you saw me. It's like, I didn't even know who you were when I saw you. But um, Urban Myth legend, which is not, it's it's actual fact, is that you were the first player <laughs> at the University of Miami after scoring to throw up to you. Fact or fiction? I mean, it's a fact. I mean, it wasn't a, a purposely done, but it was a it was a fact. I didn't know I was the first um, because uh, around our campus, amongst our student body, the band, everybody was that was like a thing they were doing on campus. So if you went to Miami, you you had seen it before. But uh, in the game, I just I kind of wanted – it was a bowl game, and I kind of wanted to, to include our fans and include our kids and, and let them know that, you know, we know y'all with us, we with us, and it's something that we understand that nobody else understands yet. Right. But we had been seeing that. In, and y'all were playing Florida, right? Yeah, it was a Peach Bowl, I think. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Yeah. Y'all were playing Florida, so uh, that makes it even – Yeah, yeah. It was, it was more significance behind it as far as family and our school and our pride – uh, more than just showing off to you or something, but it has turned into that now. <laughs> right. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, because all of us, you know, I'm a Georgia kid from Georgia. And I mean, we we know the you, we know mm-hmm. who played. And I'm older, so, I mean, I grew up in the Jimmy Johnson era and, you know, them guys. Yeah. You yeah, know, when yeah. they were the, the, the you, yeah. you know, and, and you guys coming through watching you guys play in the last group to really, you know, be that those guys mm-hmm. and uh you know good to see coach Chris Ball and them trying to get it back to, to what y'all expect with that yeah, for sure man is. they on the, I feel like they're on the right track um coach coach Chris Ball is a good coach man he's a good coach he was actually the tight ends coach um my last year at Miami you know me and him had a good relationship so uh, I think he'll do a great job 
So you left there and you got an opportunity to play in the Canadian Football League, is that correct? Yep. Uh, I went to Edmonton, uh, Canada. Played there for a couple of years. Um, great experience, man. Got to uh, see the world a little bit. Play, uh, play with some other NFL guys and pro guys. Um, came back to um, the States. Took a break for like a year. Then I got into the arena football, um, which was very fun. Um, at that point in my career, I was all about learning. I wanted to learn everything it was about football, what I didn't know, and just put myself around ball as much as possible. Well, how did – I mean, I can't imagine growing up in the South, mm-hmm. in middle and, and spending most of my career in middle and South Georgia in the just the cultural difference of going to to me, which would be like the North Pole. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. how do you, you grew up in Orlando, Florida, yeah. and you end up in Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, I mean, that had to be – I mean, what was that like? like? The first time you get there, what is it? I mean, some stories like, what's it like when you get up there? Well, I'll tell you, when I got there, it was the time of the year where it's light outside until like one in the morning. So, really? Yeah. So like for the first couple of weeks, I didn't get any sleep <laughs> because I couldn't go to sleep. But the sun didn't go down. <laughs> right. The sun, the sun only went down for, I think it was like one to six or one to five, like four or five hours. So we're like up all night. We're thinking that we're up in the daytime, but it's really 12 o'clock at night and the sun's going down. And this time you're like, your body, you're a highly tuned <laughs> athlete. Like you're used to getting. Yeah, man, I was wired like 24 seven the first, first couple of weeks. So um, that was an adjustment, but I, um, did they have people there to like help you guys? No. I mean, I know so, no, you're on your own. You no, you, you only own the, the, the figure out your body and the time zone and, um, the culture, like they didn't have yeah, like yeah. nobody on the team. I mean, did you just rely on other Americans to like? Pretty much all the Americans that come in together, they pretty much figure everything out, you know, amongst themselves. But I mean, when you get on the football field, that's the that's the familiar place, right? So I, I was at home once I touched the green, and then when practice was over, I was like, "Where am I?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody help me. <laughs> but you you were telling me that you liked arena because it. You know, you got it's more like basketball. For sure. I mean, it was still football, but you could you showcase some basketball skills out there, which you had. You mm-hmm. know, background, mm-hmm. very good background in, and you said that was a lot of fun. I mean, talk about that a little bit. I mean, was that a? I mean, it was probably in the early days of. It wasn't the early days of arena, but it was. Yeah, it was I came. Uh, my first year was 2011. Was my first year, so the league was coming in and out. It was uh, come coming back. I, I think in that year. But um, I went into that game, into that league, um, like everybody else, trying to use it as a stepping stone to get to the NFL. Not who'd really. Play, who'd you play for? I played for the Jacksonville Sharks, Iowa Barnstormers. I played for the the Allen Wranglers with T.O. Um, when he went to um, Arena trying to get back to the league. I was I was bouncing around pretty much to the best teams, trying to be in the best position, trying to get to, you know, that next level. So, um, but it really is really another game. Right. And you have to learn more angles and you have to be more precise, honestly, than it is outside. You can't just run past people. You really have to set them up and have a plan. So that kind of helped me a lot in my knowledge of, 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 of leverage, of angles, of footwork for me to help the next generation of receivers. So I kind of I kind of took some of my outside knowledge and my inside knowledge that I learned there. And that's kind of that's kind of part of my my, my teaching in my program now. So, I mean, that was very beneficial to my knowledge. Well, who was the best You play, best secondary guy you played against? Was there anybody that ever you just matched up against that, that just 
he could he could it was gonna be a war. Like you knew when you played this guy, you were like, okay, let's see. Man, I give you I give you two. I give you. We played Florida State one year. They had um, Antonio Cromartie on one side, Brian McFadden on the other side. Tony Carter was the slot, and they had Patrick Watkins was the safety. And usually uh, when you're getting doubled, when you're the number one guy like I was, you know, they move you around a lot. And you, you know, you, you see when you get the, the, the mismatches. That game, I, I got no breaks. Like, <laughs> It was it was it was crazy. Like, boy to hide. Every <laughs> side in the slot, it was it was it was tough, man. They didn't have one they had to hide. They didn't have no. They didn't have any weaknesses that year. And even when they blitzed, uh, their safeties could cover and, and they were tall. And and um, I didn't realize that till I seen those guys play in the league too. Brian McFadden had a great uh, career. So, so did uh, Antonio Cromartie. And um, I was like, man. That's why. That's why it was hard for me, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably the toughest matchup when it was more than two DBs on a team that was good like that. Who was the best that you played with, like other receiver that you just looked at and was like, man, that dude right there, he's he's good. Like in college. Um, I give you two. Andre Johnson for sure was 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 somebody that I looked up to, and he was walking teach tape, his technique. Everything that he did was was so so polished, and he was so big and so fast. Um, and um, also, I probably say, hmm, Reggie Wayne was another one. Um, I watched a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of film, and I got a chance to to work out with him and train with him when he came back. Um, those are the two guys where I saw that they're they were super athletic but they were beating people with their mind. They were beating people with plans. They could beat a double team. They could they could dominate a game just because of their knowledge and their skill and everything that they put together. So those were the best overall that that, that I've been around. Yeah, because when you get – you know, it's easy for us to tell these kids because, I mean, obviously I didn't play college football or play at that elite level that you guys did. But as coaches, we sit here and we try to tell them, look, now, baby, when you get to this next level, they're all going to look like you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people that are better than you. And they look at you like you've, you've lost your mind. So when you get there, now you have to yeah, I give you one work better. on your craft. It was people that I was better than when I got there. But they play better than me because they know more. That was difficult for me. I'm faster than you. I'm bigger than you. I got better hands than you. But you you perform better. Your production is more because you know what you're doing. That that was more frustrating. The people that were bigger and better than me, I, I accept. You know, you can accept that. Oh, that guy. You know, I know he's gonna play. I know Andre Johnson's gonna start. I know this person. But it was dealing with that. Like, I'm not playing because I don't know my whole playbook. I'm not playing because I didn't pass the test this week. I'm not playing because I don't know all the DBs' names this week. You know, so that part of it was. You just weren't showing up going, all yeah, right, I'm, I'm thinking fast, I'm going to athletic everybody. And nah, 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 nah. <laughs> them nah. days were over. It's probably two two games in a year you can do that. The rest of them, you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's, you know. And who was your quarterback when you were there? Uh, my first year I had uh, Dorsey, uh, Ken Dorsey. He was great, man. I didn't get to get a chance to get in the game with him much because that was my freshman year, but he was great. Um, that next year we had uh, Brock Berlin, transferred from Florida. He was good, too. Um, I liked him out of the shotgun. Um, that was the year I had the most yards. Um, then after that, we had uh, Kyle Wright. 
from California. It's like Gatorade Player of the Year. Great guy. Uh, we didn't. Our record wasn't so good uh, with him, but you know that was, those were the those were the three that I had when I was there. Did you have a preference, or it didn't really matter to you? Just get, uh, give, it give didn't, me the ball. It didn't matter. I liked it, Brock, because uh, he liked to throw it around. His background, he came from a spread. He he he, he really pushed. Hey, we need three, four receivers in all the time. We need, you know, so I like I liked him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked him. So how'd you get into coaching? Like, when was your first year working with high school, like coaching high school? Uh, probably about six years ago. I always, even when I was playing um, arena, um, Canada, wherever I went, I would find a local Pop Warner or a YMCA, and that's where I would work, or a Boys and Girls Club. So I would always try to put myself around the kids and just try to give knowledge back that I knew. Know, even when I was playing, but uh, probably about five or six years, I've been uh, coaching high school football um, exclusively. So, yeah, and I, I really enjoy it, man. I want to keep 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 giving back in that way, and hopefully keep moving up, man, and uh, spread my knowledge that I have. So, I mean, what have you? I mean, like, what, what working with those kids? What have you seen? Like the difference between kids these days, air quotes, and then like when you played, like, what's the major, like, is it attention span? Is it love of the game? Is it um, willing to put in the work? I mean, I think. What do you think a difference is between when you were coming up and what you see these days as far as mm -hmm. high school athletes and what you see? The main thing is the goals and the expectations are, are disconnected more now. Before – no matter what level we were at, we knew what it took or we had an idea to, what it took to, and we respected that idea, what it took to be a D1 football player or an NFL football player. It's like now you got to convince them, you got to show them this is what it takes because they have a delusion of, I could do this, or I can go play at Georgia, I can go play like, nah, this is, you got to kind of show them what it takes. I don't know if it's because they see more highlights and they see more of, success because it's just everywhere on social media right. and they think it's accessible like that but it's 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 not that easy you know to 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 be successful you can get there but that's another right. thing to be successful at the college level well and, and turning uh, their noses up at any opportunity yeah you know i saw something on twitter x whatever the other day and somebody had put and i, and I love this post and they had uh power five g5 and they went all the way down nai and they even went to the the club whatever their mm -hmm. classification is and it said to the right opportunity 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 you know and some of these kids that turned their get out they're going to use you use them get, get that out. paper get that degree yeah you know because i mean you know you got hurt your sophomore year at miami mm -hmm. they rolled you out and found another one look just like you he I mean, was they, they want he, you to come he back. He was already there. <laughs> Shout out Lance Leggett. Shout out those guys, man. They was already there. So I, I was aware of that also. I mean, they didn't kick you off to the wayside. They wanted uh, you to come back, but they didn't stop what they were doing and go, oh, bless his heart, he's hurt. We got to yeah. stop. And at that time, your, 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 your position wasn't saved by injury. So you had to come back and earn it again. <laughs> Cause, right. Because this guy's playing good, too. So the disconnect with these, you know, and, and like you said, you still, and it's hard for us. I mean, that's something, you know, I love talking to you the other night, last night. We were talking about, you know, we were talking about my son and you were, you were just saying, you know, I can tell that you had the way that you are with kids just by talking to you and you're like, well, he's just different. You mm -hmm. know, just let him be different yeah. because these kids, you have to, we have to approach them differently now and try to ease them into, you know, we can't coach them like we were coached. For sure. Because they're not 
they're not us. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's it's not a it's not a a a, a, a one all solution like it used to be. They you, you kind of you got to get to know them. You got to coach them differently. Um, and I think that's a, a, a something that all coaches should should probably try to better themselves in now. Build that relationship. Build that relationship. Learning different ways to communicate your message. Learning different ways to teach what you're trying to teach. Because you know, as being a teacher in school uh, and other different um, places, that you have to teach each kid differently. You got to know how they learn it and meet them there and teach them that way. And uh, I see some coaches, they, they know what they know very well, but they only know how to teach it one way and they only get it. Half of the kids to get it. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I think that's very important to, to the communication part, to learn how to communicate your message. Uh, in different ways, whether that be visually, whether that be on the field, in the film, some type of video game format where they could, who you know, they learn a lot of different ways. So uh, I, I think that's one of my strengths, and that's 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 very important um, to, especially now, to have different ways of communication to them because every, every all of them not gonna take the 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 old ball coach mentality. Some of them need to be nurtured. Some of them need to be. You know, that's just what it is now. Well, and that's yeah. what you know. My my head coach now that I work for, he's a younger guy, and um, he does a really good job. I mean, he's the son of a coach, and his daddy was a, a, an excellent football coach, and he was real good at taking programs. You know, he ain't got the greatest record in the world in the state of Georgia. But what he did do is, you know, there's a lot of great mechanics and bad shops. He took over a lot of bad shops right, and made them competitive and good. Mm-hmm. So he grew up watching his daddy coach old school by God, this is the way we're going to do it, and didn't get treated any differently than anybody else. So he has that mixture of he can be old school right. if when he needs to, but he can also he, – he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is. And that's something that's, that I enjoy as an older guy that's on the way out, watching, okay, we, we do have hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we do yeah. have some that get it because yeah. he is – he gets on them. He don't baby them. Mm-hmm. He gets on them when they need to be gotten on to, but he doesn't – Step over the edge. Yeah, and, it's really and that's a balance. That's something that's it's, it's yeah. a balance. It's really a balance. It's really a balance now because, you know, back in the days we were we were taught, you know, whatever your coach say, that's what it is. No matter what he says, how he says it, you take the message, you know, we're not worried about the tone or the messenger. The message is correct, so you need to do it, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, the idea of asking <laughs> a kid in the huddle, what do you want, what do y'all think oh, we man, should that do, was, that didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And these days, I've heard, I heard it this year. Hey guys, y'all think uh, what do y'all think we should run right here? For sure, man. Because sure. and I agree a thousand percent with that because they're the ones out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do y'all want to run right here? We want to run this. Y'all think y'all can get it? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, go get it. You see, it's beneficial during the week for sure too, man. And when you include them on, it, even if you don't use their idea, just to include them, man. We we care about what you say, your opinion. You the one playing. You the one. What you think? Yeah. Ultimately, I'm gonna make the call. And I. But, th- I it think, gives them ownership. Yeah, I think now that's the way to get them to be a student. That's the way to get them to watch the film. That's the way to get them to do their own research. Well, it's you like you said, you yeah. you get, you might not play this week at Miami because you don't know the DB's names that you're playing against. For sure. And these kids probably don't understand that that's part of it. They probably mm-hmm. just think, I show up, I go to group, I catch balls, I run routes, I know the plays, I right. get to play. Nah, I don't work like that. <laughs> Man, we had a whole academic test every Thursday. Um, it was like five pages long. You had to know what was going on. 
the people's names, their heights, their strengths, their weaknesses, what they like to do, what are, what are they what are they running on third down, um, just a, everything that a coach probably would know. Um, that's what you were tested on. So, so you had to recognize coverages off the rip. Like, everything, everything. As soon as you got out there, you're listening for tags. You know what they're in. Like mm-hmm. we talked about how people play cover two now, and you're like, you're and, getting pressed too. You know where you right. can release, where you can run by. And honestly, the game plan was always simplified to a point where you never had to use as much knowledge as you gained during the week, but it puts you in the habit of being a student and being over, over prepared. prepared. Yeah. Right. So do when we do play, you do play the Florida State. So you go to the national championship where it's gonna be very physical, very close. You're gonna be scouted, they know everything where you can have an edge or you know, you know what to do. What was the most what was the funnest game you ever played in in college? Funnest game, uh probably two thousand five in Clemson, Death Valley, three overtimes. Uh we end up winning that game. That was fun. Um it was it was so loud in there, the air was shaking. I don't know if anybody ever been somewhere where it's so much noise, the the air is shaking. I mean, we're helmet to helmet in the huddle and we cannot hear. And I'll say and I'll go back to knowing your stuff. At that point in the season, everybody knew the signs from the sideline. So the O line, the receivers, we had to start just knowing the signs. If we didn't know the signs, we could not have gotten the plays from the quarterback that game. We couldn't hear the the cadence, anything, anything. And that changed during the game. Like, that changed during the game. As soon as they went up, to- as soon as they went up in the score, atmosphere changed, and it was it was so fun. I'll give you another one too. Uh, we played uh, Florida State. It was a monsoon game at Florida State, and this was the first time I had seen. It was a hurricane warning. I mean, it's coming down, man. No one left the stadium. Seventy thousand. While the rain's coming down, the rain, they're yelling. I, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Like that, It was like so much energy, you know what I mean? Just to calm yourself and kind of be in the moment was hard. And then it, 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 now I reflect back on it. We were running the most basic stuff. The coaches was going through it too. They just broke it, it on both sides. They breaking it down, and it was like basic, basic. We're running ISO. We're going to one-on-one and run a slant over here. Everything got really, really basic, you know, and, 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 and when you're in situations like that, that that's how tough games are, you know, in every level. Game's not hard. It's not we hard. Make it, sometimes we make it harder than it needs to be. When the game gets tough, it comes down to blocking, tackling, catching. <laughs> Who could do that the best? <laughs> it, it ain't hard. My dudes are better hard. than your dudes. You do all that stuff Execute. during the week. When you play somebody of quality, of, of, of competition, that's what's going to come down to. You're not going to outsmart them. They're not going to make a mistake. You know, in those situations, it's all about, you know, how how how, how good you're going to be, you know. And the opportunity that you have now to pass on this wealth of knowledge to this next generation and these kids, I know you just moved back to Orlando area and you're looking to get back involved. Uh, shout out local high schools. You might want to snatch this guy up. <laughs> yeah, uh, holler at me, man. Anybody at the clinic, uh, yeah. come, come hit him up. Um would you go back to Dr. Phillips since you since – Oh, man. 100, you, that's where you played. I mean, 100%, it's got to be a dream to go back where you played from. 100%, man, I would. Um, I feel like I feel like I could really put myself in their shoes and they'll, they'll, they'll listen to me because I've been there in these same hallways, on the same field, in the same locker room. 
Um, so I, I, I would love to to be there in my community while, while I actually played at, you know, and then coach. Well, I hope you get that opportunity, Coach. I sure do appreciate you coming on with us today. Yeah, um, man, I appreciate it. I hope I get it. a chance to get you on again. I'm going to get your <laughs> number and, uh, you know, enjoyed it. The stories. I know you got a whole lot more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just I do. Trying to protect the innocent, and not uh, not not expose too many people. But uh, I sure hope to get you on again. And I sure do appreciate you. All right, thank you, Coach Man. Thank you.